You're listening to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. Join Sharon as she discusses the human experience of creating and maintaining relationships of all kinds, from friendships to family and everything in between. And now, here's Sharon. Welcome in to episode one of Ship Talking. I am Sharon, your host of WCHL's newest radio show about relationships. Here at Ship Talking, we will dive into our fair share of romantic relationship talk. We'll talk about marriage, we'll talk about dating, breakups and makeups, but we will also talk about everything else that falls into that relationship category that I think is just important but often kind of gets overlooked. And so at Ship Talking, we'll also talk about friendships and professional relationships and our relationships with our family and our relationships with ourselves. And That's what we're going to be doing. Once again, I am your host, Sharon, and I am sitting here with a uh, very close friend that I am so happy is here starting this show with me. Hello, Lindsay. Hey, Sharon. (laughs) Give us like a brief 10-second bio. Introduce yourself. Yep. I'm Lindsay from Durham, but really from all over the place. It's where I live now. Um, Good friend of Sharon's here. (laughs) I'm a yoga and meditation teacher, an outdoor enthusiast, and um, I've been through almost every kind of relationship. You well, sure that's not have. true, but I've been through most, many kinds. So I'm stoked to be here. I'm so proud of you, Sharon. Well, thank this you. is a great, uh, <laughs> a great show topic. So I'm, I'm just really excited. I'm very happy you're here. This has been a long time coming for me. I've been thinking about this for a long time. Um, I just think relationships are fascinating. I really like talking about them. I like hearing about them. I love hearing about people's dating stories. I make up beautiful backstories about couples that I see on the street. Um, (laughs) I am just genuinely interested in friendships and partnerships and why some last and why some don't last. And I think um, a lot of this stuff is stuff that we don't often talk about as much as I think we we can and should. I think they can be beautiful and I think relationships can be deeply painful at the same time. Um, And I wanted to create a space where we can share and laugh and heal together. So... I love it. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. So in my picking of our first host, Lindsay, I was thinking a lot about um, my path in starting to think about all of this stuff. And I realized that I have only really immersed myself in kind of this this kind of talk for the past three, four years or so. I really wasn't thinking about relationships before then. Like I was thinking really superficially about it, but not deeply about it and wasn't really interested in them to the extent that I am now. And I think it all stems back to my late 20s when I was in full transparency going through a really dark time that I see now as an incredibly formative time for me. Um, I I had a pretty tough breakup when I was 28 years old. And I remember the one thing that I found comfort in at the time was reading other people's breakup stories. <laughs> kind of weird. Yeah. Um, but I, I remember I had started a new job. 
I was like deeply lonely and confused about the end of this like six year relationship. So the end of something that had been a part of my life for most of my twenties. And like my dog had just died. It was a very low. Mm. You remember Scruffy? Well, I never met Scruffy. Oh, you but never I've met Scruffy, about, but you've heard. Yes, Scruffy lives in your heart. She is my my heart's yes. dog. Someone mm. told me once that you'll have a number of dogs in your life, or like pets in your life, but um, not all of those pets will be your heart's pets. Mm. <laughs> Scruffy was my heart dog. That resonates with me. Um, we can talk about dogs another time, but <laughs> but yeah, I just remember being at work and spending honestly, hours, like reading people's breakup blogs and stories and feeling so much comfort and companionship in other people's stories. And it really shifted my life for me. It really it made me interested in psychology. Um, it made me interested in the other relationships in my life the way I hadn't before in my friendships and my relationships with my family and my job. So it was a really big turning point for me. It's something I think about a lot still. And at that time, I also met you, Lindsay. I know. Uh, <laughs> lucky for me. Lucky. Oh my God. So lucky for both of us. I don't. I. I. You have shifted so many things for me. Mm. You've taught me so much about myself and my relationship with myself and my body and my community and female friendships. Mm. Um, I've learned a lot from you. So I've been learning the same thing along <laughs> along that same time. So we were in it together. Well, thank you. I, I thought we could just start briefly with kind of an overview of how we met. And then in the next segment, we'll talk a little bit more about your story, which I think is so beautiful and interesting and yeah. continuing to develop as we well, go. Thanks. <laughs> All right, Lindsay, let's go back to 2016. Mm-hmm. Like, December, I don't know, December, November. It was cold. That's all we both remember. Cold December 16. I remember Lindsay had this beautiful scarf on. (laughs) I don't even know what scarf I was. I I met you on the porch and I was like, that girl has such pretty hair and a really nice scarf. Wow, Sharon. Um, Yeah, so we met through... You you told you tell this yeah. story. Yeah, well, um, you were in, um, and I didn't know it when we met um, necessarily, but you were in kind of that dark transition time. I was in my own, um, and I didn't want to go to this party, but it was a dear friend of mine um, who was moving away. I love that. I love people's stories like this because I feel like you hear that a lot. Like yeah. I didn't want to go to this party, and then I got dragged yeah. down and it changed my life, and I did. I didn't want to go to this party either, and my friend Allison knew I was in a low place and dragged me out to this mm-hmm. holiday party. Shout out to Risa and Allison. And Allison, yes. Um, and I went anyway, and Risa said, you have to meet my friend Sharon. You're going to be such good friends when I go. And I'm like, okay, like I need more girlfriends. I mean, I had deprioritized girlfriends yeah, for sure. Yeah, me too. Um, my dark place was I was in the middle of a separation um, on, on the path to divorce. And um, – and, Similar to you, I had hung my hat on this relationship (laughs) um, and it ultimately was not the right thing for me as a person, me as a very soulful person. And so with its crumbling, um, I had nothing else to hide behind anymore. So I was in this point of facing myself as um, a person with dark and light. And um, and I was just open. So I went to this party. We met and uh, we've been on quite an adventure. We have. 
And we're going to share more about that adventure with you in a moment. Thank you for tuning in to Ship Talking. We'll be right back with you. You're listening to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. We'll be back with more after this on 97.9 The Hill. And now back to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. Once again, here's Sharon. Welcome back into Ship Talking. I am here with my good friend, Lindsay, and we were sharing a little bit in the last segment about how we were we both met and were in kind of equally tough spots in our life, didn't know it at the time, but how our friendship has really been a great adventure for the two of us. And I thought I would give you the mic, Lindsay, and let us just and share with us, ask you to share with us a little bit about your story and your adventure and where you were at that time. Yeah. So, um, like I said, I was in the middle of a separation, um, breaking up. It was a breakup. I mean, that's really what it was, a breakup of a long-term relationship. Um, And we had been married for four years together for about a year and a half prior to that, but pretty much the bulk of my 20s. Um, And looking back after a lot of thought, like it was a relationship that was an escape from the tumultuousness of of my my family. Um, I like, can I pause you really Mm -hmm. quick and draw attention to something that you said that really like I liked how you because you were going through a divorce I mean that was a divorce but you just called it a breakup and I I love that because I think that word breakup gets um seen as less than for some for some reason and I I hate that I think people um what's the word minimalize breakup sometimes because that's something that I struggled with I was in the relationship for six years and I remember thinking this is just a breakup it's just a breakup and then at the same time having friends that were going through divorces that had marriages the end of marriages that were less than the length of my relationship like yeah. felt really validating no, for me no it's and a so, breakup it's yeah. all um the end of any relationship romantic partnership um short term mm-hmm. like high intensity relationship um friendships i mean they're all these endings that come with um you know a lot of grief and complexity and um and ultimately i think if we enter into that experience of loss it is truly transformative for yeah. the better i mean if we are present and open to this crumminess <laughs> being um, the doorway into a more self-actualized way of living than it is. Um, it. You said it was a pivotal time in your life. I mean, it's transformative. It's pivotal. It's a new. It's a. It's an opportunity for a new chapter. It's powerful. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Keep going. Back to you. Um, so yeah, that's where I was. I didn't want to go to this party, but I did, and I'm so stoked that I did. Um, it was a good party. I mean, like it was. <laughs> I don't cold, remember the party at all. But I, just I was you. really wiped out. I remember I was exhausted. Um, but what really magical ha- thing happened to me? Like I said, I was uh, I was in need of a community of especially women friends yes. that um, <laughs> because sidebar one of the big parts of a breakup is the breakups that you experience in like the friend group yes 
And because I had felt so out of alignment in the way that I was living and the way that I was being in that relationship, you know, I also just kind of knew in my heart and soul that a lot of the friends that came along with that relationship, um, you know, that they may fall away, Mm -hmm. not because they were bad, but I was seeking something different. And um, and and so we met and (laughs) I also took the big leap of faith of leaving a job that I was really proud of and loved. But I was in the middle of my teacher training, yoga teacher training, and I realized like I was um, clearing out everything that wasn't working in my life, you know, big pieces were the relationship that I was in, also ways that I thought of myself, like my self-perception, you know, I might as well just uh, dip into my 401k (laughs) and like help take care of my like aging grandmother and just nourish myself for a year. So I decided to leave and every uh, time we talk about this, I'm still so proud of you for that. Thank you. For that decision. It's Mm -hmm. so, that must have been so hard. I mean. Yeah. I mean, it was very funny in the sense that it was cliche. I went on my first yoga retreat ever um, in around like October of 2016, probably right before you and I met. And at the end of a week of taking care of myself, sleeping, slowing down, being present, Mm -hmm. Um, I realize that I'm the only one standing in the way of my own happiness. And Ooh, <laughs> and if I could feel that sense of peace every day, then I owed it to myself to give it a shot. And so that last day of the retreat, I thought, I'm going to go home and put in my two weeks notice of this job that is like, so amazing but like you know what I think there's something different out there for me and it really was it it, it was that retreat for you and because you weren't correct me if I'm wrong you weren't super into yoga it it was a big part of my life and I was in teacher training so I was in training to become a teacher but not to the extent that it's um, like truly a lifestyle for me it it was still a very new part of of my life because I remember you telling me a story once about like taking a one-on-one yoga class yes do you remember what I'm talking about I felt so awkward yeah yeah and I remember thinking like oh I thought yoga was like a Lindsay life thing no. like, that was helpful for you yeah. to tell me that mm-hmm. because like that's another story I've dabbled in yoga and like felt embarrassed about it yeah. and like loved it and not liked it mm-hmm. and struggled with that mm-hmm. but I remember mm-hmm. being like oh like Lindsay didn't spend her whole life doing yoga and no. she's a teacher now like yeah maybe there's a place for me and of course <laughs> there is and I think getting on your yoga mat like already the, our relationship with our yeah. bodies is so complex and you're in spandex and you're trying to contort yourself and all in the sake of enlightenment and balance and you're like totally stressing out because you're not sure if you're doing it right. Um, yeah, no, I had gotten over that at least and I was <laughs> delving deeper into the spiritual practices of yoga, um, which led me to that retreat and that week of truly caring for myself. I mean, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm like a lot of people. I just wasn't making time for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I had the chance to really connect to myself on a deeper, soulful level, you know, I realized, you know what I need right now? I need to just hit the reset button to the deepest extent. All right. No more job. Here I go. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> what did your parents think when you told them that? What um, did the, the people around you think? Yeah. Uh, the people at work were like, wait, wait, where are you going? Like, you have another job? Like, what's going on? <laughs> And then when they realized, it was 
it was actually astounding how many people called me for coffees or um, really or lunches, and they were like, "Wait, but how did you do this?" And you know, I didn't have any kids. I didn't have uh, I didn't even have a pet at the time. Like I was really just myself financially. Yeah. I only had to worry about myself. And the thought that crossed my mind, and it's true, and I don't think this is right for everyone, but it was okay choice for me. I thought I have been doing everything the right way. I've been saving for my retirement since Quote, I was unquote, 22. Right yeah. I have all this money that, like, if I don't use now to realign my life to my truth and my values, you know, is no good to me when I'm 65 and, like, yeah. crotchety and grumpy and maybe completely out of alignment with my truth. Like, I can use that to realign my life now. And I had... Um, you know, I, I knew I knew I would be teaching yoga, so I had a small income stream, um, and I would be taking helping my parents, my mom and stepdad, take care of my grandmother, um, and uh, and so I had things to do, but I mostly just needed to be in stillness. I needed to be in, in myself because the the truth is, every relationship um, is a reflection of your relationship with yourself. I think it's a great place to pause, and we'll be back to Ship Talking in just a minute. You're listening to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. We'll be back with more after this on 97.9 The Hill. And now back to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. Once again, here's Sharon. We are back to Ship Talking. I am still here with my beautiful inside and out friend, Lindsay, who is just beaming over here. I love having you in this space with me. I just love being with you. I love beaming with you. Beaming with me. I love it. So Lindsay was just sharing about... um, Leaving her corporate job, entering this like new, scary yoga instructor position. Like your life was shifting so much at this time, um, going through a divorce, starting to think about the other relationships in your life and yourself, really starting to prioritize yourself. And at this time, it's New Year's. It's 2017. Yeah, going into 2017. Yeah. And what happened next? Yeah. So I left my job. Moved into this little bungalow. The cutest little bungalow. Me and Ursula, my beautiful, sweet doggie. Um, She's one of my heart dogs. (laughs) Um, And I had decided to spend New Year's Eve alone. And it was complicated. It felt very um, scary and also uh, a little lonely, but also incredibly empowering. I don't even know if I had a champagne toast for myself. I honestly, no, I think I went to bed before midnight. I was like, <laughs> that's amazing, Good night. Lindsay. I admire that Good night, so 2016. much. Yes, because the thought of spending, it's such a people friend filled holiday that I think that's so beautiful like that causes me I wish I could do that I don't think I could do that maybe one day I don't know but that causes me such anxiety that I think that's beautiful thanks uh well apparently it was like the recipe for some magic because (laughs) the next morning I woke up not hungover totally (laughs) happy it was like uh I just felt refreshed oh my gosh I made it I'm into this new year um Boom. 
I get this like moment of insight. I had this really cool calendar that one of my soul sister teacher friends gave me, and it was this moon-inspired calendar. And I thought, oh my gosh, I really want to host a women's circle um, around the new moon. And I've never done this before. And I Googled it, <laughs> and I was like, is this even a thing? And I'm like, okay, it kind of is. And apparently women this were circling up a lot, like way back in the day. Uh, <laughs> and that does not, does not happen as much anymore. But apparently, like, it feels really good. So uh, here's a list of people who I think are really inspiring. And you were one of those people. But it was also kind of like a random list of people. Like, it wasn't people that knew each other. No. And I love that. People didn't know each other. And um, and so I wrote down this list of people and um, I looked on my moon calendar and I saw when the date was. And at some point, I think I like maybe like made a Facebook invite or emailed you guys and um, just threw it out like we're going to try this. And it became this avenue for healing my relationships with women and healing my relationships with the feminine aspect of myself. It's something that I talk about often as being such a life changer for me. It's made me think – it's made me think about my female friendships in a way that I I just never had before and I'm so grateful that I, I think about now. Um, so thank you, Lindsay. I hate that we have to call time right now. I wish we had more time to talk about this. Um, I think we can talk about this again in the future, but we have to sign off and say goodbye to all of our Ship Talking listeners. And Lindsay, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. This has been lovely. It's thank, been an honor. Thank you for sharing so openly. I appreciate it so much, and I, I just love listening to you. Mm. All right. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine on 97.9 The Hill. For more episodes, visit the on-demand page of our website, chapelborough.com. <laughs>